Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Antigua, Armenia, Australia, Belgium, Brazil, Chechnya, Hungary, Ireland, Japan, Latvia, Mexico, Nigeria, Philippines, Russia, Slovenia, South Africa, United States. Greetings, innocents around the world. The planet is listening to the world's first politics show for Generation E. McWilliams Cyberline coming at you via the internet, coast to coast, via satellite and podcasts. Okay, so this is the show for 16 July 2022, 53rd anniversary of the launch of Apollo 11 to the moon. And for the boys and girls down in the lab, thousands of miles below the Earth's crust, keeping record score, it is show number 22-29-2. <laughs> this is how we do it now. <laughs> so they go through all these. Like, you got all these mini discs and everything, and except for dates, that's all we've got. we got to work everything backwards, like an archaeological dig. Huh. So anyway. Okay, so you're on. Yes? I am. Okay. So you've got something about atoms. Yeah, there. Well, quantum entanglement. Have you heard the term? Um, I've heard of quantum entanglement. Well, it's the stuff of sci-fi, you know, TV shows that we're seeing out there. But what it is, it's when the state of one atom or particle can be separated and two different particles actually share state. So when you change the state in one, it will change the state in the other particle. And what makes this unique or different that we're normally used to is that there is a distance separating these things. <laughs> and there have been, there's uh, articles out right now talking about researchers over in 
in Germany, and they've set a record. It's like a little bit over 20 miles now that they've been able to separate two particles. And, you know, you don't see it. They're... You're, you've got them separated, in, and there's nothing So basically, them. they're moving. Well, I say there's nothing connecting them, but yes, they're clearly They're something. separated and moving, uh-huh. and they move 20 miles. Well, they, they've moved them 20 miles. And oh, they have 20 miles apart from each they're other. They're 20 miles apart from each other, oh. and yet what you're able to do is if you change the state of one, it influences the state of the other. A 20 now, miles separated yeah. and be able to do that. That's fascinating. And so what is neat is that you know there's no clear uh, connection between these two particles, yet you can, if you change the state of one, I mean, and think about it this way, uh, we're talking about internet, right. and if you could send data down between to this one particle and start doing, you know, binary, on, off, on, off, on, off, and then over on the other side, this other particle, which may be 20 miles, maybe 200 miles, maybe 2,000 miles, something. Now, that, that we haven't been able to get that far yet, little far stretch. 20 miles, 20 miles. If you can have them instantly reflect the same state, and you can read that other atom, that other quantum unit, you know, you're actually able to transmit things far faster than you have today's um, internet. So you, you've got things, so think about it this way. Suppose we could move one of these quantum entangled units and read it and move it up to the moon or move it to Mars. Oh, dude. You know, how far and how long would it take for the data to get from one to the other? And that's what's unique about this whole quantum entanglement thing. So, that they're able to separate these by 20 miles, and if they can get it further and further and further, uh, we should have far more uh, communications should be revolutionized, where you can have things communicate a lot faster. And the data that uh, they transmit between the two, yeah, it's kind of cool, kind of a cool concept. That is neat. Yeah. Overall, so that's basically it, and right now the record is 20 miles, but we're looking for something uh, further and further. If you read any of the Star Trek, you know, I'm sorry, the science fiction novels out there, it's not Star Trek. Uh, I haven't really actually seen it in Star Trek. I've seen it in a lot of other yeah. places that they've talked about at Quantum Entanglement to where uh, they're doing, you know, faster than light communication um, over great distances. And That would we, be great to do something like that with yeah. the moon. And, and that's the goal, ultimately, is if you could have uh, someone on Mars and someone on the Earth, and when they speak on Mars, have a conversation just like you and I are having, that would be a game changer. You'd be able to communicate um, so much more information so much more quickly. And if something goes wrong up there, that you can convey that very quickly. You, if there's something they need up there, just anything. Yeah, because it's, it's about 20 minutes to get a signal from Earth to Mars. Right. And but, then, of course, another twenty to get it back. Yeah, but if you had the if you had things set up in such a way to where all of a sudden you know they've got access to the internet, uh, that would be some amazing stuff to be able to have the internet up there and just kind of real time. You know. that, that is kind of like Star Trek because if you're able to do that, you know, they talk about subspace communication, mm -hmm. where you know they're they're like all of these billions of miles apart from each other, yet they can turn around and actually have a conversation. Uh huh. So that. I guess quantum entanglement could be a basis for that. 
Well, that's that's what the assertion always is. I'm still trying to figure out if that's exactly the way it would work because you're you're looking at a distance up there. If you went from here to Mars, I mean that takes many minutes for light to get there. I would oh, have yeah. a difficult time thinking that there. It's so instant that, but if it does, that would be a game changer. I mean, even if it cut time in half, uh-huh. instead of going 20 minutes one way, and then you have a signal go 10 minutes, and then 10 minutes back. I mean, you cut your time in half, right? And be able um, to do something. But then, you know, also think about this. I mean, the, the cool thing, you know, just the neat thing, the possibilities here are just um, so phenomenal from the standpoint of, what well, if you could do it, you know, go to Mars, why not go to Jupiter? Why not go to Pluto? Why not go over to the next star system? And then you've got communication back and forth and be able to have, oh, hey, you know, what would be even more nifty is if you go to the next star system, and assuming you get there in a decent amount of time, Forget sending people there. Send a walkie-talkie, you know, a quantum entangled walkie-talkie over there, and have them communicate with us. Why not? It's it hopefully they be, understand what we're trying to do. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, we hello did, Alpha Centauri. Can you use this uh, walkie-talkie quantum thing? Well, we sent out Voyager one and two. By the way, that's another issue. Voyagers, they're kind of getting out there to where they're having a little trouble talking back, hitting that end of life. They sound like, they sound like they're on crack. <laughs> they were saying, what was they said? Well, we know where it is, but it sent, how do you know? Okay. I understand you know where it is, but how do you know it's sending back wrong data? It's, well, it's not where it's supposed to be. And I'm like, okay, so how do you, I mean, is the thing smoking or something? What? <laughs> It's well, very they, strange. Uh, yeah, they've got radioactive. Um, yeah, they got the radioactive core decaying. Yeah, it's supposed to last. I think it was forty years, and that oh. was put off in the seventies. So it's amazing that they're still transmitting. Yeah, of course they've they've shut down a lot of stuff, so that's not using all of the all of the core, uh-huh. and then just you know make sure it's uh, the antennas oriented pointing back to Earth. Yeah. But they're saying. Well, it shouldn't be oriented, yet we're getting stuff from it or something like that. Right. But imagine two quantum um, you know, transmitters and receivers in there, quantum walkie-talkies, for lack of a better term, but quantum communicators yeah. that you've got in each of those. We need to do this again. And that's where we're. That's what is so disappointing is that we're not even talking about this stuff. And you know what's happening in four years? I think we mentioned it last week. Happens in four years. Uh, I forget what they call it, the sick centa centennial, some some it's the two hundred and fifty two hundred and fifty years this country's been uh born. Oh, July. Yeah. Okay. Uh July what was it? July fourth, seventeen seventy six. And right. we're looking at uh you know in So in twenty twenty six. Yeah, twenty twenty six okay. we're looking at two hundred and fifty years. We have mother a blowout like we did in seven in seventy six. Yeah, we had something back then. You remember? I don't know if you remember this. Just a oh boy, segways, <laughs> segways. The uh, but back then they painted all of the fireplugs like all sorts oh, yeah. of different patriot I remember things. those. And you, I would be surprised if you could actually get them to paint those nowadays. I would be shocked because of the all city the would rules have a and regulations. No, not the city. I think the. Uh, the all the regulators out there. Oh yeah, it's a lot more regulated than it was in '76. Anyway, but yes, back to the uh, the Voyager one and two. 
having quantum entangled, if those could communicate instantly and to be able to be out there that far, you'd be much, you'd have much more accurate distances. You know, they were able to prove this gravimetric waves because of this, uh, because they were able to communicate back. But it's just they're getting so far distant out there that they're having trouble communicating back. And it would be just neat to be able to redo this again. Send out Voyager 3 and Voyager 4. It's time. Yeah, but it needs needs a better propulsion system because we can't wait another 40 years. True. Uh, And that all happened. Voyager 1 and 2 happened because they were looking and they saw certain alignment of the uh, planets that they were able to slingshot. You know, you right. use the slingshot effect to where you take a uh, an object, you send it to, towards the gravity of a planet, it pulls it faster, 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 and then slingshots it past uh, as it goes past the side of the planet. And then they were able to do that and then slingshot it towards another planet. And then it slingshotted that again. I'm not sure how many they went through to do this. Well, I remember it was, it was 70, because I was there for Pioneer 10 when it launched. Uh-huh. And that was 72. I think somewhere between 72 and 74, Voyager 1 and 2 went. Yeah. And then finally they got to to Jupiter. I want to say it was 89. It's either Jupiter or Uranus. Uh-huh. And Saturn and all of that. And that took them quite a while to go from place to place just to get to that outer belt sure sent out sent back amazing pictures of you know which we had not had before this was amazing this is before you had the hubble space telescope yeah. out there and now you've got the james webb by the way we need to talk about james webb God, that was an amazing thing too have you seen the latest meme where they get a picture of a school kid for like the 1970s and the pictures that they had from the James Webb said, oh, they're just faking us out, man. This is a background for somebody's school photo. <laughs> and then somebody has another one that has a picture that says, oh, this is 4.7 billion light years away or whatever it is. And they see all this awe. And next to it, it says security camera 20 feet. And it's a burglar sent. It looks like inside of a ring doorbell and it's blurry as hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, oh, it's closed. We can't get it. But yet we can do this. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of them are having fun with it. No, but uh, but yes. Now, see, now I've lost my train of thought on that. We were uh, going down back to Voyager. Yes, I would like to see. You know, we're looking at so many things. Why are we not in a position today where our country can send these things out? Now, you know, who's who's doing this stuff? Japan was doing a little bit for a while. Russia's been well, doing, they were a lot doing of space something for, even for a while. But now you're seeing China. Um, start to jump into oh, yeah. this game significantly. Well, there was also um, what was it ion propulsion? There uh-huh. was a ship somebody put together to test ion propulsion that's supposedly still going. I think they called it Deep Space Nine or something like that. <laughs> okay. they, they gave it a little Star Trek name, but it was you know ion propulsion, which in Star Trek and a lot of other science fiction, it's, right. it's real, and it gets faster and faster and faster as it as it. Uh, ramps up i guess right all right you're listening to mick williams saverline world's first polytech talk show we'll be right back mick williams saverline with you 844-RADIO-US 844-RADIO-US host 2020 at cyberdashline.com 
and uh, facebook.com slash cyberlinenet and also the ever-loving Tweety at Cyberline USA. Social media is Arena Amy Lynn taking care of that for us. And don't forget you can go to cyber-line.com, find where all our podcasts are, as well as the live feed to uh, be able to listen to this. Just look in the lines, you'll see a feed uh, web link that is in all caps. Click that on and you'll get the speaker feed 24-7 to this thing we're on here. Okay, so yesterday... Uh, I hadn't even thought about this, but it's quite fascinating. Yesterday marks the 10th anniversary of Signs Gangnam Style music video release. Everybody went nuts back then. Yeah. Whoop'em Gangnam Style, right? And the Korean artist combo of stylish quirkiness, trademark dance moves, synth hooks, and satirical edge made it the first viral video to top 1 billion views on YouTube. Now, less than six months after its release which will be later, that anniversary will be 10 years on December 21st, Gangnam Style became, on December 21st, 2012, the first honoree in YouTube's Billion Views Club and today remains on YouTube's top five list of the most viewed music videos by a recording artist ever on the platform with 4.47 billion views Wow! and counting. So, in a statement provided by YouTube, Sai commented, Being the first artist to reach 1 billion views on YouTube was an extraordinary feeling 10 years ago. Still is today. To have played a role in paving the way for music of all kinds to be transcending borders is a true honor. Now, here's a fun historical note. In 2014, YouTube joked that Gangnam Style had broken its video views counter when it surpassed 2.147 billion views. The software was originally limited, uh, limited to support for 32-bit integers. So since that milestone a decade ago, dozens of other music videos have topped 1 billion YouTube videos, spanning genres and generations. Uh, Jay Balvin and Justin Bieber both have 11 official music videos in YouTube's Billion Views Club, in which they are the lead featured artist or collaborator, tied for the most of any artist. Right behind them is Ozuma with 10, and Rihanna, Nicki Minaj, and Maluma with 8 each. Uh, the, billion, the Billion Views Club includes Luis Fonzi's record-breaking smash Despacto featuring Daddy Yankee, Mark Ronson's Uptown Funk featuring Bruno Mars, Wiz Khalifa's See You Again featuring Charles Puth, Justin Bieber's Sorry, uh, Black Pink's How You Like That, BTS, you know those guys, and uh, The Boys With Love featuring Halsey, Drake's Hotline Bling, AHA's, ta- wow, AHA's Take On Me. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. well, that, that kind of made a thing, and was it never going to give you up and all that? Shakira's Waka Waka, this time for Africa. Cardi B's Bodak Yellow, Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. Billie Eilish, Bad Guy. Ozuna Say Preparo, Rihanna's Diamonds. Nicki Minaj's Anaconda. Malima's Felicia's Lost Four. And Coolio's 1995 hit, Gangsta Paradise, which is also done by Weird Al Yankovic's Amish Paradise. Kind of surprised that... Uh Macarena's in there, not in there. Yeah, well, that was before YouTube, though. Okay. It might have caught on. So, uh, just to give you an idea, the most viewed musicals, musicals of all time, uh, Cy is at number five because he was at 4.4 billion. Number four is Uptown Funk at 4.6 billion. Wiz Khalifa's See You Again featuring Charlie Puth is 5.5 billion. Ed Sheeran's Shape of You is 5.7 billion. And Luis Fonzi's uh, Despacito featuring Daddy Yankee, a whopping 
7.8 billion. Now, the fastest to reach 1 billion views by numbers of days after release was um, Adele's Hello at 88 days. Really? Ed Sheeran's Shape of You at 97, tied with Luis Fonzi's Dispatchio featuring J.D. Yankee. Jay Balvin and Willie Williams, Me Gente, 103 Days, and Luis Fonzi, Demi Lovato, and Champe Le Colpa, 111 Days. So, that's a lot to do. All right, we'll come back. You listen to McWilliams Cyberline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.